honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves explosion is on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. It's a wonderful pleasure to be back on board once again with you today. As in this show, we're going to get into free agency. We have a little rant to start things out. Normally, I probably would have started with the draft, we'll say, in the first segment, the draft, because, but then a certain... Uh, you know, a certain star player is kind of running his mouth, or at least he's running his mouth to his agent, or I don't know what the heck we'd want to call it, but there's agendas going on, so we're going to start with free agency first, which we'll start off with a rant about uh, the Butler effect, we'll call it, Uh, and the guy that uh, started calling it the Butler effect, the guy that sent an audio submission two episodes ago, and of course he's been on the show many times, and we did Showtime and Peebles together, and we'll do it again, especially with uh, what's going on in Lakerland. Can't imagine why that would be, but uh, can't imagine why Lakerland <laughs> would get a little more excited right now, but Vinrock, Vince Germano, the people's champ, welcome once again to the Timberwolves Explosion Show. Joey, it is good to be back with you finally once again, and um, yeah, from uh, cold, frosty, Melbourne, Australia, Victoria, whatever you want to call it, it's bloody mm-hmm. cold. Yeah, it, it had been super hot here for a while, like July 4th weekend, it's always humid, and then it started, it's kind of cooled off the last couple of days, so I'll take that, a little breeze, but yeah, that's the thing, we're on the opposite sides of the planet here, I'm here in Golden Valley, Minnesota again, our first, this our, yeah, I think, gosh, every show we've ever recorded together was in Golden Valley, well, it was when I was in Golden Valley, that's yep. funny, my whole Brooklyn Park time was like the abyss well, let's just call it the abyss. That was kind of sad. Ah, oh, Joey's fault. It sounds it's anything with Brooklyn in it should be the abyss. Yes, it? yes, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you guys had an awesome show, by the way. I have to say, the courtside podcast. The most recent one was hilarious, but courtside podcast. Uh, Wayno, Wayne Hunt, Vinrock, Vince Germano, and the second richest man in Sydney, Stu Benson. Uh, an incredible show on iTunes and Podbean. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm not sure how we don't get more complaints, um, but you know, it's, people seem to like it. Oh, so we'll, we'll just get going. I couldn't believe it. That was funny when you kept interrupting. Like the highlight, like one of the major highlights of that episode was near the end where Vince Germano kept trying. Ah, uh, Vince Germano. What am I saying? Wayne Hunt kept trying to say. Uh, it was he was trying to bring, uh, like, trying to figure out a trade where Kawhi would go to the Clippers, right? And then. You kept saying there is no yep. bloody way. There is no way. What package could they pot? What could they possibly put together? <laughs> and and did you did you notice that peanut couldn't come up with a package? Yeah, exactly. I I noticed. <laughs> and then he said, "Oh, believe you." No, I almost should just say the whole thing. Yeah, stick up. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah. Well, now he knows. I mean, Joey, you've been listening to us for about six mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So, um, how many times has Wayne interrupted me over the years? Just good to get one back. Yeah, a couple billion times. The the line, yeah, the, so, mm-hmm. there you go. like the line of that show was this. I can say on here, I guess, because it's kind of one of those secondary swear words. Uh, Stick a pickle up your ass. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. 
<laughs> came out of nowhere. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> and I think uh, old Benson was speechless for a bit, and um, I was just well. Uh, look, look, I just want to say, for most normal people in Australia, we eat our mm-hmm. pickles, or we we just don't buy them. But Wayne clearly does something else. Yeah, so uh, that's just very weird. questionable. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I'm, I'm happy to. And I'm happy to bury Wayne while he's not here. So, um, <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah, I'm happy to bury him while he's not here. So, mm-hmm. just like Jimmy Butler did with the Carl and uh, Carl and Wiggy or Wiggins. I don't like to use these little silly phrases for silly nicknames all the time. But yeah, pretty much though, that is funny. Like you were like, I don't know what I'm going to do with a pickle, but okay. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh man. Yeah. Never, never look at a pickle the same way. No, I think. probably. Not. <laughs> but I had to, I had to introduce you with that a bit because that was an awesome show and a quick indication or a quick little, <laughs> a quick little hint, a quick little sample size of how great the Courtside Podcast is. So do check that out, absolutely. Thank you very absolutely. much. Yeah. So the Butler effect. Where do we go from here? Well, uh, it's like I calmed down a little bit because like the other day I was like, yeah, get him the hell out of here, this and that. And I still, I still feel yep. the same. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. It's just I see his side of it because, of course, the uh, there was a Joe Cowley article. Joe Cowley out of uh, he's actually from Minnesota, but he writes for the Chicago Sun Times, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, and he basically the headline of the article is Carl Town or Carl Towns, uh, Jimmy Butler. I'm a little too excited here. Is uh, all but fed up with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, especially Carl Anthony Towns and the young guys' lack of lack of work, work ethic, this and that. He's just kind of tired of it, this and that, and he's not planning to sign an extension, and it just kept going on and on. And, uh, and then Joe Cowley came on the local media and kind of made fun of uh, Darren Dookie Wolfson and Britt Robson, and then other shows are like, oh, Joe Cowley's a clown, this and that. And, and you know what? I think the Minnesota media is a little bit too sensitive, for one. <laughs> I I do, but at the same time, yeah, I think we have every right to be uh, in this town annoyed with Jimmy Butler right now because I mean, you make this huge trade, you give up Chris Dunn, Laurie Markkinen, who might end up being pretty good. I think so, and of course, that, yeah, mm-hmm. Zach Levine, who I guess the Bulls, well, Sacramento is I'm kind of banting off into something super quick because it's related. Uh, Zach Levine signed an offer sheet $78 million with the Kings, which was either quickly matched or is planned to be matched. As, as There was a correction from ESPN about an hour later that it, they planned to match the $78 million extension uh, yeah, offer sheet. So, yeah, Zach Levine was the main part of that trade, you could definitely say. You give up the farm, you get older, you want to win now, but there's like three walls here. And like, you know, there's like three walls in front of us, at least two. Now there's three, possibly, if you can kind of guess what the third one might be. A little, little bit ways west of, uh, west of here and south of Golden State. So I don't know. I don't understand the logic. It's like you're, it's like hurrying to a red light. And I think that's what, uh, Mr. Tom Thibodeau has done to this franchise. Well, Joey, we've had so many conversations uh, on mess, private messenger about this whole Butler effect, and I, and I remember ages ago I hit you up about it early. Well, it wasn't that early in the season, but it was a little little bit into the season, and I just I can just um, 
tell, um, whether it's the vibe or just what I was watching, I just don't... I could just tell that Wiggins and Towns didn't really... They weren't thrilled with playing with Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, because I put, it, I put it to you this way, and I might have said this in the audio submission. This guy, even though they made the playoffs in Chicago, they won nothing in Chicago. Not a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler was not their, not their franchise guy. He's a hell of a player. Great player. Is he a superstar? No. Is he one of those guys that's going to lead you to a championship? No. Can he help you? Yes. But this guy walks in. He walks into Minnesota, chest puffed out. Like, he's won multiple titles. He's an MVP. I know what it takes. No, you don't because you've never won. He's chest puffs out again because, you know, well, Tibbs brought me in because I'm the man. Now, look at it from Carl's point of view, from Wigan's point of view. This guy's walking in telling them what to do, what it takes. Yeah, you can you can do that and mentor them and there's ways to go about it. Don't go in there with your chest puffed out like you've won multiple titles and you're an MVP. You're going to piss guys off. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's uh, that's that's a huge point there. Obviously, yep. And um, even some of the local media even started saying that too. And that's cool. So you you got that ripple effect going there, which is great. <laughs> it started from the court side, from Vinrock, Vince Germano. <laughs> did they did they credit me in their bloody? Because I called this a long time ago, mate. I called it, you know what, I called it a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, they should. And, like, my fear was it would stunt the growth. I didn't think it would be as bad, but it's as bad. It's sure looking like it. Uh, I knew it wouldn't. I knew there was going to be some type of a ripple effect and, you know, obviously stunning the growth, this and that. But, boy, I didn't, I just didn't want to believe that he would uh have this, this ego coming in, basically like I'm the man and you guys can, you know, get get thee behind me so to speak and follow my lead you know it's okay to follow the lead but i think he's gone way overboard and now we're getting to a point where he wants us to trade carl anthony towns did he really is he really thinking that far ahead here that we'd actually trade carl anthony towns if they trade carl anthony towns on jimmy butler's request Mm -hmm. Just, just shut the shop down, mate. Just to close it, close, close it down. Yeah, it's time to, it's time to call them the Seattle SuperSonics. I think. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Key I mean, Arena. Where does this guy, where does this guy get off? I, I, I don't understand where he gets off. You want Jimmy Butler trade? I'll turn around and go, Jimmy, you're gone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd trade Jimmy Butler the the best deal I could get. Because that... Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins are your future. You've you already traded one future piece away for this guy. Mm-hmm. And and only yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, look, 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 look. Now I'm a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. but my you know full well my second team is Minnesota, thanks to Luke mm-hmm. Longley. Now <clears throat> we have we finally had a young core. We had Kuzma, Randall, Ball, Ingram. If we didn't get LeBron James, and I said this to you as well, I, and all my other friends, I was happy to stick with that young core. And I wish Minnesota would have stuck with Towns, Wiggins, and Levine because they're all the same age. Each year they will get better and better. They could have got some smart free agent signings, a couple of vets in. I like the addition of Taj Gibson. That was smart. Mm-hmm. 
But along the way, they should have kept Rubio. I know you're not a huge Rubio fan, but I'd love Rubio. I think there's plenty of weapons for Rubio to set up. Um, but that's that's okay. You got a good point guard anyway. Mm-hmm. But they should have been stuck together and allowed to grow. And I don't know whether Tibbs was impatient. He wanted his boy. Or clearly, he wanted his boy. But it's starting to look like a massive mistake. And that sucks for all the Minnesota fans who just want to win, man, so bad. It just sucks so much. It really does. And it, it looks like a mistake. Like, I've called it, like, he set the team back five years. It could even be ten. You, you trade Towns, you set the team back ten years. And we're right back where we were. Can oh. you imagine? Right right after Garnett got traded? Oh, yeah. I would. <laughs> man, I would. I just don't even want to think about that happening, mate. It's too depressing. Yeah, extremely. I really don't. Talk to, it. It's like talk about taking the gas pipe. I mean, they they would literally be doing that. Um, again, like just getting older, this and that, really quick. Because my most hated team in the league, I think everybody knows by now. <laughs> unless unless you've never heard of me, right? Which is fine. I'm sure plenty of people have never heard of me. That's that's a given. But <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. Must I never, I mean, will I never say that name again, hopefully. <laughs> they didn't do that, right? They didn't trade away, let's say, Clay Thompson for, mm, I can't even come up with a name, like a Wade, like a Dwayne Wade, maybe, like somebody less than Wade slightly. Mm-hmm. They didn't trade away Clay Thompson yep. and a couple other, like a, a super high draft pick that ended up being Day Day or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yep. that's yep. the difference. And, oh, Lord. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying. Levine is Clay Thompson, but maybe. I mean, he's certainly more athletic, completely different player, great oh. catch and shoot. Yeah. And Le- yeah, Levine's a 20-a-night guy. He's going to be a 20-a-night shooting yeah, guard. Uh, That's athletic absolutely. as hell. And marketing, and who knows, yeah. And, yeah, and, and but you're right. The Warriors drafted Curry, Thompson, Draymond mm-hmm. Green. Um, they drafted Harrison Barnes, even though he's gone now. But they all developed these guys. They didn't trade them away. They let them grow together. They got the right coaching. And, and, and away they go. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and away they go. You're right. Away they go. They start winning. And what does winning do? It attracts guys who are on the wrong side of 30, who are still good, but are, are looking to get to get a ring before their you know, uh, mm. career winds down in a few years. And that's what happens. You start to get these veterans in. So you get a good bench and... The more you keep winning, the more guys want to come over. And you can make, you know, and if players are willing to sacrifice some money, like the Warriors players, you can go ahead and get it to Marcus Cousins, even though it pisses yeah. everyone off. <laughs> yep. But, they, but they're not breaking the, the rules. They, they can fit mm-hmm. him in because they took less money. That That's what happens. And I just wish Thibodeau would have just left his boy in, in Minnesota, in uh, Chicago, and just let these guys develop mm-hmm. together. Instead, the, the, the whole Timber Bulls thing, people call it the Timber Bulls and all that. Yeah. The, oh, it's cer- certainly. Yeah, like it. It, it really is. Like, Derek Rose is one of those nice additions you could call a veteran addition that helps. And obviously, extremely inexpensive. That's one of the free agent signings for the Wolves, this and that, and Tolliver's, uh, you know, the, in the... Uh, um, obviously past 30 years old as well great three-point shoot uh, shooting addition and all that in fact it's funny because when he was here eight years ago now and of course it was the decision part duh decision part duh <laughs> i don't know if you remember that do you that was yeah. so funny so now it would be the decision part uh, i forgot now it was like well we'll just say quattro but I, it was like i forget what four was i i had it ready to go and i yeah good job joey right <laughs> 
<laughs> well, let's just say it was the decision part four in French, because the decision part three, there wasn't much of a decision. He just signed the contract, that guy being LeBron James. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he got to do decision part four and come back to Minnesota for a year. So I'm just blind. I'm just super quickly throwing that in. Nice addition, this and that, as those would be nice veteran additions to a young team. Funny how, yeah. That you could, we could have been okay with signing Derrick Rose as a veteran addition to help out this and that, but instead, you know, we've done this. Um, we're trying to win now while other teams are winning now, and yeah, that's great, isn't it? Isn't it great? It's typical Minnesota. <laughs> and and do you think do you think Derrick Rose is just coming in? He's he's you know he might be mentoring guys. Like you don't hear Derrick Rose. There's nothing about Derrick Rose coming in with his chest buffed out. I'm, you know, I'm an MVP of the mm-hmm. league. Yeah, I may have no knees left, but I'm an MVP of the league. You don't hear any of that. I reckon Derrick Rose is just trying to help the youngsters out as best as he can. Yeah, I was, I was afraid. Huh? The other. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I was going to say I was afraid he was going to be that way, but he's not. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, look, it's it's starting to become a real sticky situation, and then you get, you know. Um, you hear that Butler and Kyrie want to team mm-hmm. up. Uh, so, 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 I know Kyrie was um, he had Minnesota on one of his uh, options when he was getting asked for a trade out of Cleveland. Minnesota was on mm-hmm. the list. That was now. There you go. That was before Jimmy Butler went there. Wasn't I believe it? so. Or actually, I think it was slightly after. Slightly this- after. That- was or was it? Like, was it? Because this was Butler's first season, wasn't mm-hmm. it? it yeah. was, in Minnesota. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was yeah. like slightly after. Yeah, because of. Remember, it was during the summer when he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some pretty exciting free agents here, you know, and like, or at least at least one other dynamic player." He said that at his little press yep. conference, I believe, at the Mall of America. He was like, basically, like, "I'm gonna get some a really big name person here," and I guess pretty sure, reading between the lines, that's who he meant. And now it's now okay. it's more and more obvious that's who he meant, as you could say. But I would love that if that was possible. But it sounds like they want to go to the Knicks or something. I guess that's kind of what's been thrown out there to join the unicorn. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. But again, like that just pisses you off because you've traded Zach Levine, a guy you could have had for twelve to fifteen mm-hmm. years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And done in marketing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just adds up. It's you know. marketing. It does. And look, you, who knows? You might not have picked marketing. I mean, it would have been nice if you did, but it, it's it's just so disappointing. Mm. I, I I didn't think uh, – look, I like Tibbs as a coach. I think Tibbs has to really look at himself this offseason and say, I need to change some things. I need to evolve. All good coaches evolve. I don't care what sport it is. If you stick, if you're stuck in your ways for too long, you get left behind as a coach. I don't care how good you are with players, managing players or whatever. If you don't evolve, you'll get left behind. And he really needs to look at the mistakes he's made and 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 fix a lot of things. And that's and the number one thing is his relationship with with players and using the bench mm-hmm. more. And it's a massive thing. Yeah, he's been saying mostly supposedly that he's going to use the bench more this year and it's just that's the hope i mean the it's exactly how it is where he needs to up, update he needs to literally update his coaching style update his 
uh, human relations, we'll say. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to change that much of the human relations, just some, some, something, please, anything. <laughs> and, uh, otherwise, yeah. to me, it's like, just like certain players where their time is up and no one signs them anymore, and that's it. And I think if if Tom Thibodeau gets fired from the Timberwolves and there's there's no evidence of any type of change, his career is over, for sure. Um, to, to me, it's like people in this town, too, were, were actually defending Thibodeau a little bit, saying that it's not really his fault that Butler's doing this, but again, the fish rots from the head down. And you could even go higher than Thibodeau here, which I'm about to get to. That's what I was... As I was kind of getting ready for the show, this thought was, you know, resonating in a big way. Yep. See, it starts with Thibodeau bringing in Jimmy Butler, this and that. And again, it's like, again, you, you can't blame Thibodeau for Jimmy Butler. But then again, who created for Jimmy Butler? Tom Thibodeau. Exactly. Yeah. And then number one, though, who hired Tom Thibodeau? Yeah, so a fish rots from the head down. And again, we could even look at Glenn Taylor again as... I like him as a person. I love when he comes on radio shows. It's just he just sounds like the kind of guy I could sit and talk with for hours. I I love the guy as a yep. person. His decision making sometimes is good and sometimes it's just like, you know, sometimes it's the kind of decision that as Joe Cowley would say, they're not big boy decisions. Joe Cowley was actually defending Thibodeau saying that uh the, the Minnesota media and Minnesota fans can't handle a big boy coach coming in, this and that. He's, he is more of a big boy. Minnesota players rather than players like Carl Anthony Towns, of course. Andrew Wiggins rather would rather go home and play Xbox versus actually studying film, which is, which is uh, one of Jimmy Butler's huge gripes at the moment. I can see the frustration, but at the same time, again, you have to adjust a little bit. I think both sides need to adjust. In a lot of ways, like I think the young guys need to grow up a little bit too. I know that's easier said than done at times, but yeah, I mean, still, still, there has to it has to be handled a little smoother than it is getting handled. It's just like, mm, it's like trying to do surgery with a chainsaw. It's not working too well. No, that's well said. I, I totally agree, but. You know, if, if if Wiggins isn't watching um, game mm-hmm. film and wanting to just go home and, and relax and unwind playing some Xbox, mm-hmm. whatever. Look, I would I would much prefer to hear that he watches game yeah. film. I mean, he he must watch some, mm-hmm. surely. But but what Jimmy Butler and everyone else who's bagging Wiggins for not watching game film, every player is different. Like Wiggins is a kid too. He's still a mm-hmm. kid. Like, he, yeah, he's been in the league about three years, but he's what twenty one, twenty two, ninety five. Yeah, so he's gonna turn twenty three. But yeah, still, I mean, that's really young, you know. Well, okay. I guess he did turn twenty three. That's yeah. still super young, though. Like the people that work that are twenty three, yep. they're like little babies, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he's he's. I'm not surprised he's not thinking after practice. I think I'll go watch some film. I want to. I want to get. He just wants to go and probably hang out with some mates mm-hmm. or whatever. Get online, play some Xbox. But as he matures and and gets older, I think that'll change. But if Jimmy Butler wants him to change, no point getting angry at him. I don't think Wiggins is the type of guy you can get angry mm-hmm. at and then expect him to watch film. I think you need to put. And this is where man management comes in. Um, because when you're a coach and you're a veteran player, you, it's about managing 
people and you put your arm around him and say, listen, let's try this for a month or two and we'll see if it helps our game. Mm-hmm. Approach it that way with Andrew Wiggins. Some other, some, some players will respond like that. Some players won't. But unless you try, how do you know? I, I just think Wiggins is getting too much of the blame um, because I feel, like I said earlier, I just feel like they're looking at this guy coming in with his chest puffed mm-hmm. out, and I think it annoys them, and I, 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 it affects their play on the court. And I think Wiggins sometimes didn't try as hard because he's pissed off, and that's how he retaliates. He's like, well, I'm not putting in 100%. Mm-hmm. And it could even be like a little form of depression too. Like you're just beat up, so you're kind of like you're just kind of tired, like mentally exhausted. Yeah, and I don't think if anyone, if it's some, I reckon privately Wiggins would be going. I did not enjoy this season. Mm-hmm. I think if he was totally honest with himself, he'd say he didn't enjoy it. And you could tell. You could tell he didn't. Yeah, enjoy there's it. no doubt. <laughs> there's no doubt in, in in my mind that he didn't enjoy it. Uh, Carl, too, you always saw that same look, you know, that same look in his face. It seems like they all kind of have that look. Like, Wiggins kind of has that beat-up look. Towns has the kind of that, oh, come on, man, kind of look. And then, obviously, Thibodeau is what he looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. I mean, I heard heard a little snippet um, during a game where I think Thibodeau yelled at um, Towns and just called him a – he called him like you're a – you're, you're an idiot or something. You're, like, you're really stupid or something. Oh, yeah. like the, um, That was one of the interesting rumors. Even like Marcus the Forecaster brought it up with me that supposedly he yelled, yep. you're an you're a effing idiot. Like he actually said like literally the whole thing. Can you, can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, you can hear wow. it. Wow. Yeah, he was the... There is there there is footage where you can hear wow, it. I got to yeah. look that up. I, I got to look that up myself personally. I don't know why I haven't yet, but... Wow, yeah, that can't be good. I mean, it's I can understand in-game frustration, like the way I flip out every time the Warriors win, like and during the game when every time <laughs> I just flip out because you get competitive and you hate it. But I don't know. I guess sometimes you, if you direct it at your own player, <laughs> geez, I mean, that's that's friendly fire right there. I don't know about that. Yeah, and that can't be can't be good. Yeah, look, yeah, look, look, I'm yeah, I'm a Lakers fan. Like, and so I watched Luke Walton closely. I don't think I would ever think Luke Walton would say that to one of his players. I don't think Steve Kerr would say that to one of his players. Very unlikely, yeah. <laughs> um, Pop, Coach Pop can, but <laughs> Pop's won four championships, been there five times. Pop's got the runs on mm-hmm. the board. A lot, yeah. <laughs> like, And he's known for chewing out players, but they still respect him and, and like him because he's off the court. And in practice, he's he's like a father figure to a lot of them. But I don't think you can say that for Tibbs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he is. He's just kind of the the old style coach. Is that's basically all you can say. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, where was oh I had it. Oh well. One other thing too, Cole Aldrich has been bought out. <laughs> just throwing that into another. But yeah, I, I'm wondering how you coped with that. I think so. I'll be out. News. It it is. You'll yeah, right. I think I'll make it. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm almost choking to death all of a sudden on that one, but, oh, boy. But, no, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, 
I don't want to hash on it too much, but it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly just he's got that old-style coaching that would have probably worked many, many years ago. I love the old school, but you have to, you have to adjust to the time, unfortunately. It just is what it is, and of course, I that's why I've constantly advocated a, a younger coach to coach the Timberwolves, somebody in their 30s, early 40s, that type of thing. I think that would be a huge plus in the right direction. Like a Luke Walden would be really nice, and uh, luckily... For the Los Angeles Lakers of the Showtime and T-Wolves show, right? <laughs> uh, they oh, yes. are, uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they are heading in the right direction. This and that, and that. I just wish the, I just wish the Wolves had a younger coach. You don't have that. You don't have that same negative vibe there. Obviously, it's been developing. It was probably like your longest stretch of uh, not so good basketball, probably in franchise history. I gotta think. But and again, that's not a that's not a, a knock on them at all. I'm just saying it's, yep. Even the Lakers can go yeah. through stretches, well, through development, and you have to be patient. And you know, this time it wasn't just you have Kobe. Now you add Shaq, just like that. But eventually, something huge did happen. Thank mm. God! Thank mm. God! <laughs> and that's what's actually going to get me over to the states in a couple oh, of that's years. Cool. Because uh, me and me and Stu. Um, we were talking on Tuesday night. He just said, look, I'm looking to go over in 2020 because I want to see LeBron play for the Lakers. I'm like, what the hell? I'll go wow, with you. That, that's really so, cool. That's really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I hope you get that chance. That'd be awesome. Yeah, me, me too. Me too. Missed out on seeing Kobe live, so I figured let's, let's go for mm-hmm. LeBron. That would be amazing. So the other... I'm trying to look at other free agents just for fun. But, of course, yes, we can say we, – we can talk about it for a minute because it's a free agency segment. LeBron James has signed with the Los Angeles Lakers four years, $154 million. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, obviously it's not news. It's just, uh, con- you know, it's conversation is what the whole point is here on Timberwolves Explosion or, or passing on news on Twitter on occasion. So, congratulations. Yeah, look, that one has been – spend too much on it because it's a Timbull show but yeah look um, I'm a Lakers mm. fan Timbull's second mm-hmm. team um, but yeah look super happy um, are we going to win the title? No <laughs> but just one quick thing I want to say is here's, here's, here's what's funny you look on social media when we're in talks for Kawhi Leonard everyone's like oh the Spurs need to ask for Kuzma and Ingram and two picks and then that goes quiet and they're like oh they're not going to win anything you know Kuzma's Kuzma and Ingram, Ingram aren't great. And it's like, hang on a second. Five minutes ago, you were you were telling the Spurs to go for Kuzma and Ingram because they're going to be really yeah. good. And now you're saying they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. If people if people think Kuzma, Ingram, and Josh Hart aren't going to improve on last year, especially with playing with LeBron James, you've got rocks in your head. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll be helpful big time, especially at Kuzma. Kuzma, <laughs> excuse me, Kuzma. <laughs> there I go. <laughs> That's a, that's a new but, one. But, but yeah. Joey, Joey, you know as well mm-hmm. as I do, young guys, young guys as talented as those two, they're only going to get better every year. Cause, and and the, the plus is they work their asses off in the mm-hmm. offseason. Exactly, yeah. Now, Kuzma averaged 16 a game, rookie year. Ingram lifted his scoring average from 7 to 16. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's that's quick. Yeah, I mean because he put, yeah because he puts in the work. So are you telling me they're not going to improve again? Of course, yeah, he should. So you know, Abs- but we'll see how. And and Lonzo's going to get mm-hmm. better. 
And the glad thing is today I heard that um, LeBron James is really high on Lonzo Ball, loves mm-hmm. his game. Mm-hmm. So I'm wrapped about that because you know how much I love Lonzo oh, Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, that's the number one thing. Who did you have to give up to sign LeBron James? That's the number one thing. Who did you have to lose? Did you did you trade anybody away? See? No, it cost look yeah. look you could say it cost us Julius. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yes, there was that. Oh yeah. <coughs> Julius Randle, so, of course, uh, yeah. I wish Julius Randle nothing but the best. Julius Randle, he is New Orleans fans, you are gonna love Julius Randle, let mm-hmm. me tell you. Yeah, he's still another one of those up and coming, unfortunately, uh, ACL victim. It's, oh, there's too many young guys at ACL, just like that. Like Jabari Parker. Yeah. No, no, he 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 broke he broke. Oh, his that, leg. Was, that was that was a different one. He hasn't done. It. Oh. Yeah, God. he had a foot he had foot surgery and broke his leg. Oh. Yeah, he hasn't. Geez, you're gonna I'm jinx sorry. him. Man. Oh, Where, where's the now? word? Here we go. Word. Okay. I deeply apologize. I get that these guys mixed up because so oh. many young guys have had ACLs. It's Jabari Parker. And I, yeah. I thought he was the other one too. I deeply apologize. <laughs> yeah, it's just I remember him missing a ton of time, like right out of the gate. It was the yep. Now it's coming back. It was the broken bone. I, I apologize, because yeah, broken foot in the NBA that obviously takes a lot longer than you know. <laughs> that it takes forever because yeah. your feet are obviously paramount to your success in the NBA. Um, but yeah. yeah, Jabari Parker's a guy just just a little east of the river here, a little east of the river feel horrible for him. I mean, he's a restricted free agent right now. I <laughs> I would love to have him, but obviously that's not there's no chance cuz we're right against the cap now. Like we just a tiny bit more money and we'd be in the luxury tax, which is pretty crazy to imagine, especially with the yeah, mm-hmm. especially with the Carl Anthony Towns uh contract coming up and boy, we're kind of as we kind of come near the kind of come near the close of the segment, come coming close to it anyway. Is <laughs> uh Obviously, you got the Carl Anthony Towns long-term mega max deal, whatever, coming up, super max as they call it, coming up. If if he if he wants to resign, God willing, okay, and, I, and I'm sure he will. Uh, he's still got the Butler one. Supposedly, we're offering him like four years, 111 or something like five for 177, and it could be up to five for 186. You know how much? You know how interested I am in signing Jimmy Butler to five years, 177 or 186? Can you can, can you guess how interested I am in doing that? Oh, I'd probably guess you'd rather gouge your eyes out with a rusty yes. spoon. <laughs> just about, just about. That sounds very painful. But <laughs> just about. I have no interest in signing him for that kind of money. And, I, you know, I have no interest because what happens to Jimmy Butler? What did I talk about a whole year ago? The guy never stays healthy. He always misses 20 to 25 games a season. And it cost the Timberwolves home court advantage in the first round. The Timberwolves would have beaten the Oklahoma City Thunder, I believe, in a seven-game series. He would have probably taken all seven of them, but we would have won. And that would have, that would have, yep. just think about the cha-ching that can help the franchise just a little bit, a little bit of extra cha-ching, you know, a series going the distance, mm-hmm. four home mm-hmm. games, and the second round, which we would, depending on who we play, I don't even want to imagine who that is, but... Either either one of them would have sucked. <laughs> if we were fourth seed, we would have played Houston, so it would have been the same old crap. But still, cha-ching. I mean, have some fun. Enjoy the playoffs a little bit. Get to the second round uh, right out of the gate. That, mm-hmm. That's a good way to start. So thanks again, Jimmy, for getting hurt. I, I know I can't. I, I know. It's just, you just, it's just the fact you can't count on him. I'm not going to kick a guy for getting hurt, but still, it happens too much. Yeah, yeah well, no, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, you, you, look, I, I, 
Stu said to me this the other day, you know, it's the market. It's it's what owners and that are willing to pay. But I just think if you're going to pay Jimmy Butler five million one seventy six whatever five it was, years, yeah, he's not. He is. Who, who is he? Kobe Bryant at twenty eight. He thinks he is. <laughs> That's that's exactly right. He thinks he is. <laughs> yeah. But he again, Joey. I hate to keep harping. Yeah. It just pisses me off that he comes in, walks into Minnesota, chest puffed out like he's won multiple titles, and he's the you know he's just a god for some reason. One seven. No way. I, I'd man trade this mm-hmm. guy. Quick smart. That's the thing. If it was any other president of basketball operations i'm pretty sure he would be on the block right now and there'd be all kinds of major negotiations going on and just maybe uh jimmy butler would be playing for pop wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be nice that, that's the best case scenario of all time but at least the, that's the best remaining scenario uh best remaining uh, scenario and then again that guy's injuries too but uh, we'll see I'll t- I, I would take my chances with Kawhi Leonard with this group. I think, obviously, his personality would match pretty much exactly with Andrew Wiggins, I've got to think. Um, that's the guy we wish Andrew Wiggins could become someday, and there's maybe a small possibility he could be a lesser version, I suppose. Yeah, fun. <laughs> I wish we could do that. I, I would I would, mm-hmm. I would love to see Leonard on uh, the Minnesota team. I'd be happy mm-hmm. for that. But I also think if Butler didn't, if you kept Levine, I think um, Wiggins would have had a much better season than what he had. I think so, yeah. I think so. The, the chemistry was there. The strange, the, the chemistry was definitely there with that group of players. The strange thing with that yep. guy, Wiggins, I swear, it's like whenever there's less stars around, he does really well. It's weird. Like, it was funny how when, right when Levine got hurt, he's averaging like 24 points a game. It's it's nice that he picked up the slack, yep. but it's almost kind of sad in a way. It's like he has some kind of weird mental block. That's something <laughs> me and it's weird. Like me and Marcus, have, some people, yeah, it some is. people are like that. They're weird. Like, oh, I guess I'm number three, so I guess I'm just I'm this I'm this guy. Oh, I'm number one. All right, let's go. Twenty six a game. Give me the ball. And get out of my way. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, if you can only have that mentality, um, you. All the yeah, time, yeah. like just have that. So he, so what is it? He doesn't have an ego. Is that what Something. it is? Oh, it's like he's just kind of soft that way. Meant he's, he's mentally soft. Where man, when that mm. guy, oh, remember his rookie year? How excited I was! Oh, and even in his second year, there are times that this guy, <laughs> yeah. and, like, and I called him the silent assassin, and I didn't just call him that yeah. having fun. It's it, it, it's real. It's there. It's there, Andrew. <laughs> What about that? The year they won, the Warriors won their their championship, the first one in this run. Yeah, I think it was, and you guys went into Golden State and whooped them. Wasn't that fun? Mm. And Wiggins, Wiggins dropped like thirty two or thirty four, and he, and I remember watching that game, going, "Wow, he's." I think he's. I think the penny's dropped. I think it's clicked mm-hmm. for him. Like he was going inside, outside, driving, um, finishing with contact and. Then it just stopped. Yeah, <laughs> that was when Sam Mitchell was the coach, I believe. That's yeah, right. when he yeah. worked. Uh, was it's like some people see Sam Mitchell like he wasn't a good coach, but there was a lot of common sense with that guy. Like you, you saw uh, Levine with more of a catch and shoot game. You saw Wiggins driving to the basket. Yep. You saw Carl driving to the basket rather than just kind of. I like his. I like Carl's three point shot, but I don't like it that much. Where 
it's like that that's got to be his number one aspect because it's really not <laughs> so i mean when those guys drove to the basket and then levine was the was, catch, was hitting catch and shoot threes and occasionally driving to the basket this team was at its best absolutely at its best I mean, you beat a team. Mm-hmm. You beat a team with 69 wins at the time, trying to win their 70th, and we said nope. And that and that was on national television. Yep, that was on mm-hmm. international yep. television. You could yep. say because TNT is available everywhere, really. I, at the end of the day, at least through applications and such. In this day and age, you can get games everywhere <laughs> somehow. Yeah, we we uh, we had TNT on our um, like cable. Nice. Yep. Um, but um, it's Turner Classic Movies now. Oh no! <laughs> so all our all our NBA gets shown on ESPN for our cable, mm-hmm. or or um, <clears throat> League Pass, which is like three hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, League Pass is not cheap. It's just, nope. it's just a rumor. What do you guys? What do you guys? Hmm? What do you? <laughs> what do you guys pay for League Pass? Uh, it over should there? be this. Yeah, it's the same. Like if you want to get the whole enchilada, like. Yeah, Is TV it? and TV and uh, computer slash uh, mobile device. Otherwise, the mobile device one, I believe it's either one twenty nine or ninety nine. I think it's one twenty nine, where it's just mobile only. And then of course, yeah, okay. and then of course you deal with blackout. Uh, so, if I want to watch the Timberwolves, I just stick with FSN. And thank God in heaven that. There is a counter to that because obviously, why get League Pass if you want to watch your home team? So at least give us our home team on our mobile device when we're playing for cable, Fox Sports Go, and they finally did. So yeah, so finally, uh, yeah, an application good. like that exists now. When you're local, you get the local Fox Sports whatever. You know, in this case, Fox Sports North. So I, I was thinking yeah. about that like five or six years ago. Why don't they create something like that so we can have our local channel on there? And well, there it is. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Like if see, and then the NBA doesn't lose anything because if you want to watch the Miami Heat all the time when you live in Minnesota, get League Pass. If you want to watch the, you know, if you want to watch the local team when you're already paying for local cable, you can have it on there already. It comes with the package, so it's a, it's a good yep. deal right there. <laughs> <laughs> you should be you should be going selling cable door to door. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably leave my current job and do that. Dang it. No, I'm no, just no, kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I, I hate sales. <laughs> sales sucks. No, unless I'm trying to sell something. I don't know, trying to make a trade maybe. Joey's the, <laughs> Joey's the president of Timberwolves, uh, president of basketball operations for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, that, would be, that would be good to see. Uh, Vince Germano is the uh, assistant general manager. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just I'll just run and get the coffees. You can pay me like a million a year. That'll be That'd fun. Be fun. Ah, <laughs> Joey, we gotta make it. Well, you were nearly there. You were nearly there. You um, you had courtside seats, not courtside. You were seated. <laughs> See the tickets. Yeah, I, I wish I had courtside. I could just imagine you you call me up, Joey. We have got to trade this wanker. Did you did you see what Butler is saying in, in the? <laughs> I would be like that. I'm not going to change that, for anyone. Oh, that would um, be perfect, though. This butler is a... You son of a bitch. She'd be, like, saying that about butler. <laughs> but I'd be like, yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> are you are you going around Minnesota calling people wankers? Now? Almost. <laughs> I've been saying flog. I called Carmelo Anthony a flog. I, I think he's the next... I yeah, did, did you see that? <laughs> I did. I'm liking it. You, you, you just... You, you think it's time for you to move to Australia. I, I'm, I'm heading that way. <laughs> 
I gotta get out of here one of these days. Just, then I could get. I'm mm-hmm. seeing, I'm seeing all these get stuffed, and um, I'm like, I wonder if Joey's talking, to, using some Aussie words over there or Aussie insults over there. It'd be interesting. I do a little bit, <laughs> or I'll say bloody hell. Yep. Yeah, I'm heading that way. A <laughs> At least I'm an honorary Aussie, right? Yeah, yeah bloody oath. Bloody, bloody oath. oath. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty much, I mean, I think we've pretty much exhausted our butler frustration, right? Yeah. Is it safe to say? Yeah, look, at, look we, we had to, mm-hmm. and I think it's both pissing us off. So we had to get on here and vent, and I wanted to come on and just have a rant with you about Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler. It's like... I'm not... I'm not trying to. I don't. I don't hate Jimmy Butler's game or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just don't think he's a superstar. I don't think he's a leader of a team that can get you. You know, he's not going to do what Durant does or what Kobe <clears throat> did or what Dirk did. He's a yeah. Helper. It's kind of like what you said too. It's all kind of retrace this a teeny tiny bit, very shortly at the end. <clears throat> like what you're seeing on Courtside Podcast. How yeah, uh, mainly how he doesn't back it up, right? And it's like he keep he backs yep. it up with certain games here and there. But what's one of the number one things star players do? What was Magic Johnson known for? Mag Michael Jordan, this and that. Remember the famous sky hook in the '87 Finals? That you know he he went to the yep. Kareem department with a little bit extra mobility. He he ended up clinching that series yep. with that move. Um, Michael Jordan, we could go on a million years with the quadrillion game winning shots he made. I mean, I mean, I, that's why I love that man so much because I love guys that stick that dagger in and end it right there. Um, so many yep. players. Larry Bird did it a quadrillion times. Uh, we could go on and on. Oh. How how, yep. how did Butler look in those moments last year? <laughs> you know, how how did he look? No, that's that's exactly right, mate. That's exactly right. And that's why I wouldn't be paying him $176 million over five years. It's just not there. It's yep. not worth it. That, that's what drove me nuts about... That's what drives me nuts about just about anybody that suited up here. Uh, Cassell was like that, was clutch. Cassell was clutch. Yep. And, he was. And, of yeah. course, the guy that everybody worships in this town even more than Rubio is number 21. He wasn't clutch either, and that's what drove me nuts. He, he'll take the money, but he didn't want to no. take the big shot. <sighs> Joey, Joey, 2008, I've got that Pistons Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics on Mm -hmm. DVD. And I I was sitting there watching this series and I was saying to myself, I'm so glad I'm taping this because I can still see the plays in my head. There were were shots that Kevin Garnett passed up and they gave the ball to Paul Pierce because Kevin Garnett did not want to shoot these important mm-hmm. shots. I don't care what anyone says. You go back and watch that 2008 Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals, you will see Kevin Garnett pass up shots. Yeah, I mean... In key moments. That's what he... Where he could have taken them. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry, I almost interrupted you. I apologize, but... Yeah, no, that's, that's how right. he... Uh, that's how he was here the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I, he he made some shots, but it was against you know a mediocre Detroit team, not that Detroit team, but the much more mediocre one with a guy named Grant Hill and, and Christian Leitner on that roster. He had some clutch shots, but not yeah. that many, and they weren't in the big moments. Certainly not. And I know that's probably why so certain. That's why a lot of the locals don't like me as much here, because <laughs> I'm I'm more willing to actually point that out. I don't hate Garnett, but I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to ignore that part of the story, just like Jimmy Butler today. No, no, yep, and nor should you. No. I mean, you just keep telling it how you see it. If they don't like it, yeah, stiff. they can get stuffed. 
<laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, just like we told the story on Butler today. You know, it's like it is what it is. We have to tell the tr- story. Uh, you don't have you don't have to agree. We think you should. We 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 think we're right and you're wrong. But no. <laughs> I like to I like to say that the I'm right and the world's wrong. Right. <laughs> right there. I, I I did I did think I did think I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> That was worded so funny. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was perfect. Go for it. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's a gem right there. Oh. So with that, I mean, any parting, any any final thoughts you may have? Um. No, if look, if you want to send Carl Anthony Towns to the Lakers for uh, Luol Deng, just let us know, and we'll be happy to uh, facilitate that trade. It's crazy to imagine it almost happened. <laughs> I mean, with the draft, you know, like one pick difference, <laughs> we finally did something right that oh, day. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, the thing is, we wouldn't have Lonzo Ball right now. Yeah, um, just like, yeah. So, you know, it's funny how things work out. But no, look, um, I just I just hope the T-Wheels can work all this out, because... You know, I, I just want to see the T-Wolves up there winning 55, 60 games for the next five, six years and hopefully get a chip out of it. You know, I'll be right there celebrating next year if they do. So. It would be amazing, and that's what, I'm, that's, what, that's what I'd like. That's my goal every year. <laughs> um, and it, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, it's just that that's the whole key with the NBA, too, is the NBA is the most, in a lot of ways, I think it's, well, you could say this about any sport with drafts and this and that, how... It's unbelievable every single every single year how history could be different with one little one teeny little thing happening. Like if you took this guy and you got way better, you would have never gotten this guy. It's it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's it's yep. so yep. fluid, it's, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love looking back. Um, sometimes when I'm at work and I'll be at lunch, I'll get on the NBA draft net and I'll look at like the draft like six years ago. It's like, oh man, if that, if we'd only taken this dude mm-hmm. or. If we kept that pick, we would have. We could have possibly had this dude. It's it's interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, like we could have had Paul George instead of uh, Wesley Johnson. Of course, we don't even want to talk about the 2009 draft anymore. That's oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could go on forever. The Clay Thompson draft, and you know, Clay Thompson instead of that son of a son of a wanker or whatever his name was, uh, Derek Williams. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been nice, but uh, that would have changed history throughout remember, the league. Uh, Oh yeah, big time. Now, De- uh, David Kahn, yeah. that legend. The legend. Wow. <laughs> the legend. Ah. What a terrible guy. Um, <laughs> so when he, <laughs> so he, what was he? Say? I heard this the other day on a podcast. I can't remember which one, but they were saying that when he picked Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio, he was saying to people in the front office in the war room, "We've got the next Clyde Frazier and." Um, Oh, Ilda Pearl Monroe. Wow. Well, that was a bit of uh, the Johnny, Johnny Flog. The Johnny Flog draft. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, poor Johnny yeah, Flog. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what David Kahn's up to these days. What's David Kahn up Believe to? Believe it or not, guess what he's doing? He's, he's a sports writer again. So, uh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yep, he's, he's, he's writing again. I mean, that's what he should just, that's just, that's, that's what his career should be, but... Oh well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I would have. After all the money I made as a GM, I think I just would have retired and gone and played mm-hmm. golf and just chilled. Yeah, especially embarrassing, too. So embarrassing. Uh, so embarrassing. <laughs> Change my name. All those weird draft trade down and get the $5 million bag. Or four, was it four or four yeah, or five, whatever it. it is. The little bag of money, the imaginary bag of money that built up for... Uh, I used to tell Marcus there's a little bag over there in the corner. That was the five, five million to fire Kurt Rambis. That <laughs> was so funny. Yep. Good memory. Yep, for sure. For Dude, sure. That's a long time ago. Wow. We're getting old. Almost. Yes, sir. It certainly was. Sure. <laughs> so with that, I think that's pretty much a wrap, at least for this segment. Of course, this is like the mega segment you could say for this show because... There was a lot to say, as you can probably guess out there. So <laughs> this, we'll have a brief little segment. We'll talk about Josh Okogi, Josh Okogi and Keita Bates Diop. Diop. People, actually, it's Jop. It's Jop. Damn it. It's not Diop. It's Jop. Keita. Don't ask me to pronounce it because uh, I'll butcher it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really tough at first. But then, yeah, it's actually Jop because I remember Destang that Jop. So it's the same name. The guy who used to block shots and not do much else. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a very athletic guy, but so I don't I don't think there's any relation that way, but who knows? Probably not. So with that, we'll talk about those guys. Pretty nice draft, I think. That's my little spoiler for that. And of course, fan interaction as that. But yeah, this this uh, first segment is a big one. It's going to be t- a tough act to follow, but well, we'll we'll try our best. We'll talk a bit about the draft and into the uh, free agency. I'll go solo with those because uh, I don't know if you're, I don't know if Vince is, uh, he's, he's got, he's a little too excited with the, the Laker edition. So <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like, I'm not worried about this, this Okogi guy. I got a little LeBron to deal with. So <laughs> no, no, you just some guy called LeBron. No, look, uh, I was happy to come on just to rant some Jimmy and uh, I'll be listening to your drafts review. Thank you very much. Uh, when the show awesome. Drops. Thank you very much. Yep. And then, of course, yeah, and it's, and it's also getting late there, too. I don't want to keep you up too late. <laughs> that's it. Just going nearly yep, midnight. Yep, just like that, 9 a.m. here. Yeah, that, that, there's the time difference, folks. So it's just becoming Sunday. It's Saturday morning here in the, the Twin Cities, as we like to call it. Yes, which hopefully I will visit in a couple I, of years. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. We'll shoot some hoops and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll... I probably won't be able to jump anymore by then. But I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> still, I've still got the sweet jelly. There you go. Got that power forward. <laughs> so just get open and give mm-hmm. me the power for the, the, the <laughs> stretch four, right? See, them. I'm, I'm, I'm about Dirk's age, so, yeah, why not? We'll go with the Dirk Davidsky wrong. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, All right, brother. Thanks for having me on. It was a absolutely. pleasure. Absolutely. Oh, bloody hell, how am I supposed to follow that up? But then again, this was a pretty good draft. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. We're going to get into the draft, but we'll really briefly give a little bit more time to Anthony Tolliver, especially, and a little bit to Derek Rose as well. Nice to have Anthony Tolliver back in the fold, that's for sure, at the end of the day. But again, adding Derek Rose, the Timberwolves went to him first, which is kind of funny. Uh, 
2.3 million for one year. Nice to have him back. Veterans minimum. He'll add that energy, that veteran presence. And as me and Vince Germano talked about in the previous segment, man, I love having him on. I hope to have him on again very soon. Hope to make that more of a trend than a mirage, right? Uh, that, you know, he's not coming in puffing his chest. Like, I'm the former MVP. I'm this and that. I'm, I should be, like, the leader of the team. Obviously, he's not thinking that way. So we're kind of looking at things a little differently. He's willing to come in and play a role, and that's really nice. Hmm, um, Clifford Rozier, he was a Timberwolf years ago, and this just kind of, huh, he died of a heart attack. So that really sucks. He was 45. Clifford Rozier, I remember he was on the Timberwolves back in, like, the early 2000s. So we will give Clifford Rozier a moment of silence. All right, Clifford, God bless you and your family. That kind of came out of nowhere. huh? So again, sorry that I'm bouncing around, but I didn't expect to see that all of a sudden. Um, But no, Derek Rose, he was a nice addition, very helpful in the postseason. He was specifically good against Houston, so that's kind of cool in the regular season and in the postseason. He was helpful, this and that, and I think he'll be helpful for this team. And, of course, his role will be, he, you know, in a lot of ways, he's going to be the new Jamal Crawford. And, luckily, he's about eight, nine years younger than Jamal Crawford. So, that's helpful <laughs> at the end of the day. I'm not complaining about that. So, now you talk about Anthony Tolliver, a guy who shot about 43% from downtown last year. A guy who torched the Timberwolves every time we went to Detroit. So, okay, I'm happy. I remember, like, those New Year, that New Year's Eve game a few years back. So, Good to have uh, Anthony Tolliver in the fold again. One year, about $5.2 million for that. Only one year, or is it 5.6 actually? So slightly more, a few hundred thousand more than <laughs> Boogie Cousins to the Warriors. I'm going to say this quickly about Boogie Cousins and the Warriors and all that. And oh, everybody's like, let's uh, let's let's print out the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy for the Warriors for next year. You know what? Cut Cut that crap out. The guy's obviously recovering from an Achilles tendon injury. You don't even know if he's coming back or how good he'll be when he comes back. Secondly, you know what? When does this team go from the 96 Yankees, who drafted really well, put together a pretty good team and some smart free agents, to the 2001 Yankees and beyond when they got kind of greedy? In fact, extremely greedy. Oh, we need a pitcher. Yeah, Roger Clemens. Yeah, we need a we need an outfielder, Vladimir Guerrero. We need a first baseman, Jason Giambi. We don't really, you know, I mean, it's just like, okay, seriously, and that's kind of, when does that happen? When does it get to a point where, okay, it's just getting to be greed, and obviously it gets to a point there's too many stars, and there's just nothing really to say about it, and that thing's kind of head in in a much different direction in a very quick quick time, and I wouldn't be surprised if that took place, that just maybe the Warriors are done winning titles. I hope so. Maybe I'm crazy, and they're going to win five more. God help me. Please, Lord. Don't let that happen. That would be uh, greatly appreciated if it didn't. But um, we'll just have to let that play out, I guess. That's all there is to say. I'm very happy to have Anthony Tolliver back, of course. Remember the decision part four. We talked about that very briefly again in the previous segment. As we were talking more about Jimmy Butler and other things. Tom Thibodeau, which I can lay to rest for, for now until the next episode. Anthony Tolliver, unfortunately, is already 33 years old. That's the crappy part. But a young 33, because it was on June 1st that he turned 33. Nice season last year, of course. And he was valuable with the Wolves for two years. His second year, a bit quieter, less minutes. And that was in the uh, originally in the Kurt Rambis year. Kurt got fired. And then you had the uh, Rick Adelman. He had about 
three less minutes. Three-player percentage with the Wolves. Well, his first season, he attempted about two years with us. He was 41%. You barely even noticed it, but the next year he attempted a few more, made a couple shots, but overall, field goal, three-point percentage anyway, less than 25%. And then it just kind of kept getting a little better. He had a good good year with Charlotte, this and that, and last year he was outstanding. I remember he was like 6 of 5 last year in one of those games. Overall three-point percentage, about 38%, but he also adds defense. And, of course, that veteran leadership that every team needs. A guy who averages literally around 20 minutes a game, about 6-7 points, this and that. Hopefully he'll get good, solid minutes, and I think he will. I could see him being a bit of a Thibodeau guy. Whatever that means, right? If that's good or bad, we'll find out, right? But no, I do believe Anthony Tolliver will get a different, uh, good amount of minutes. Gosh, that's funny. He wore number 43, and he shot 43% from downtown. So keep that number 43 and bring it in. He was actually about 44%. Almost half of his threes went in last year. And he also uh, had a career high in three points attempted, 4.6. So welcome aboard, Anthony Tolliver. So now we'll finally get into the 2008 NBA draft, and it was fun. There were trades, this and that. Trey Young and Luka Doncic with the Dallas Mavericks and Atlanta Hawks. So Atlanta Hawks love Trey Young, and he got in a fight with Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen went one pick behind uh, Josh Okogie, who did go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's a guy I did talk about extensively on the previous show. Very intriguing pick, and I was like, okay, cool. And I, I was kind of, you know, you're just sitting there with dated, uh, bated breath, getting excited. Who's it going to be? You know, Troy Brown, he went pretty early. Jerome Robinson went very early. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. probably should have went in the top five, top six, top seven. Ended up going 14, and guess where he went? The Denver Nuggets. Great. So just like uh, Gary Harris, just like uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, I think Denver got better, as long as Porter Jr. can be healthy. Of course, did not uh, play last night against the Timberwolves in the one-point loss for us against the Denver Nuggets in our our, uh, Summer League introduction. Statistically, anyway, see, Josh Okogie was okay. He was solid in the game. But you're looking at a guy that's going to really fill the stat sheet in terms of his his multifaceted. He can do everything. Um, He can shoot from the outside. Now, nobody shot well this weekend. I mean, what Mr. Grayson Allen, what was he, like 2 of 16 or something? Uh, Okogie, not good either. Terrible uh, shooting. 1 of 5 from downtown. Okay, at least he made one three-pointer. 2 of 10 overall from the field. So, crappy shooting. Uh, Even Bates' job. He missed a possible game winner at the end. 3 of 11 from downtown. Or 3 of 11 in the entire game, this and that. Job looks okay. Kata Bates job, nice pick. Okay, we'll get back to that. We're going to stick to Okogi for now. Multifaceted player. Um, also say Troy Brown was a guy I liked a lot. I thought he might wind up in San Antonio. He went earlier to the Wizards at 15th. Jerome Robinson all the way up at 13 to the Clips. We'll see what happens at that. That's going to be a very interesting addition and a very good addition for the Los Angeles Clippers. Kind of a, a dick move by the, uh, what were they called? The... Uh, <laughs> The 76ers making a trade as well. Ended up being Miles Bridges going to, yeah, ended up being Miles Bridges going to the Sixers, even though uh, my, uh, Michael Bridges, boy, these names are like almost the same. What the hell? That's Michael Bridges and Miles Bridges. Yeah. Oh, just drives me crazy. Something's messed up here. But, um, ah. <laughs> uh, the one from Villanova, anyway, who's a Philadelphia native and his mom was all excited, gets drafted by them only to get traded to the Clippers. Isn't that exciting? That's just really cute. Thank you, Philadelphia. That was nice of them to do that. Philadelphia 76ers also add 
Nemanja Bialica, so Nemanja's on his way out. I do think Tolliver's an upgrade. And it's like you think, oh, Tolliver's 33, Nemanja's only probably 25. No, he's 30, so you got to remember that. Nemanja took forever to even get to the NBA. So there isn't that much of an age difference, and Nemanja's defense was okay sometimes. Tolliver's defense is better, so you got that. Um, so you have all that going on. Some of the other prospects before I get back to Okogi, Grayson Allen, I was surprised how early he went. But then again, I mean... Whew. Um, Donovan Mitchell was awfully excited. He was thrilled about Grayson Allen being added to the mix, and him and uh, Troy Young got in a uh, little <laughs> little brouhaha early on. Uh, Moritz Wagner off to Vince's Lakers. Anthony Simons went to the Blazers, but ultimately got moved. Uh, this and that. So nice uh, addition. Actually, no, he's not the one that got moved. He ended up winding up there. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is the one that ended up getting traded to Portland. As my head is spinning with all these moves, this and that. So, Josh Okogie, I'm extremely excited about this guy. Um, he was the guy coming from coming up LeBron James style from behind, knocking the ball off the backboard when guys were going up for layups, this and that. LeBron James style, which can be game-changing. It can change the whole feel for that player. It can take the confidence out of that guy like, ah, I, I had a layup there and I just got the ball knocked away. That's embarrassing. This guy, well... <laughs> Okay, go ahead and call it box score diving, but three blocks, two steals, that's not bad. Seven rebounds, four assists, he, it's just, it's not about, oh, he's, he's going to be a star because he did good in a summer league game. Well, he didn't do that good. He didn't even shoot well. But the whole point is here, is the fact that he brings multi, he's a multifaceted player. He brings multiple aspects to the game, to the Timberwolves. Offense, defense. He's, he's a decent passer as well. His ball handling is okay, but you don't want him to be the guy creating his own shot necessarily. So, again, you've got to count on the Jeff Teagues, Tyus Joneses and such, and even Derek Rose to help set other players up. And there's good passers on this team. Even Keita Bates-Diop is capable of a good pass once in a while. That's where Grayson Allen might have come in a little bit, but uh, we're not even thinking about Grayson Allen. <laughs> but um, Joshua Kogi does bring a lot to the Timberwolves, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, he did average 18.2 points a game, was very much invisible until late last season. Very much invisible in terms of people didn't look at him as a huge recruit to Georgia Tech, this and that, Georgia Tech Hornets, by the way. Um, Yellow Jackets, actually. Uh, ended up being a uh, ended up being a hell of a player at the end of the day after his sophomore year. A current image you see of him on the Facebook page. You're, watching, you're seeing Jerome Robinson watch him. That's kind of funny. As he drives to the basket. I think Okogi's got a lot of talent. I like the physical ability, the athletic ability, the defense. Again, this guy's going to be something. He's going to be a nice player. Uh, shot blocking, defense, steals, this and that. I don't even know who to compare this guy to. It ain't LeBron James, obviously. <laughs> no kidding. But coming up from behind people like that, extremely exciting. And I think he can bring something special to this game, uh, to the Timberwolves in the coming years, as I think he'll just get better and better and better, as that's pretty much what he did. Averaged about two steals a game for his 40 minutes in Georgia Tech. Again, 18.2 points a game. Again, invisible uh, before that, coming out of high school. Born in Nigeria, grew up in Georgia at the end of the day. Grew up in Georgia, and now here he comes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, very nice to have Josh Okogi in the fold. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm very happy about this pick. Actually, uh, it's, it's not a reach at all. Um, there were there were some drafts that had him going early in the second round, 
But at 20th, anything could happen at 20th. You might end up getting a stud, and I think Josh Okogie, I don't know if he's going to be like the star player. Probably not, but I think he'll be a very, very valuable player. I think the guy closest to him in the NBA, on the high end, we'll say, like high end, like what he might be if he, if things really pan out in a positive way, is probably Iguodala, Andre Iguodala, because he's an extremely good defender, good athleticism, this and that, and he could be a, a, a factor. Um coming off the bench or as a starter someday at the end of the day, which is what Iguodala has been in both roles and, of course, been an integral part of the Golden State Warriors, in fact, getting the Most Valuable Player Award for the 2015 NBA Finals. So, yeah, I can see a little bit of Iguodala in Josh Okogi, and I'm I'm intrigued and uh, very pleased with the move at the end of the day. So I can't complain. Grayson Allen, though, it's funny to see him go right away after the Wolves. And there was all kinds of talk that that might be who the Wolves pick. And we'll see what happens. Gary Trent Jr. out of Duke. Not Gary. When I say Gary Trent, I generally mean the original Gary Trent who played with the Wolves and the Mavericks and stuff. But Gary Trent Jr., I have to say Jr., <laughs> went, went obviously to Duke, went to Sacramento. But, uh, well, neither Zach Levine or Gary Trent Jr. will be part of the Kings. The Chicago Bulls matched the offer from Zach Levine with Zach Levine, so he's staying in Chicago. Gary Trent Jr. moved to the Portland Trailblazers at the end of the day. And ultimately, a guy who looked, he could have gone 20th overall, he could have gone 25th overall, he could have gone 18th, he could have gone 30th, he could have gone 30th, 32nd, ends up falling to 48th, 18th overall in the second round. Kata Bates Jop, still available for the Timberwolves. Sweet. Um, obviously, had to. Recovered from an injury a year ago. Kind of dropped his uh, rank a bit, unfortunately. Uh, dropped the confidence of, of general managers throughout the NBA. So people weren't super excited necessarily, apparently, going into this draft, despite the fact he was the Big Ten Player of the Year. The Big Ten is a decent conference, i got to think, right? It has been for quite a while. Out of Ohio State, averaged 20 points a game last year. Very good senior season. So, yes, senior. He's the same age as Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, if he was a senior in Kentucky, would have been the number one overall pick this year, too, I would hope. Averaging like 30 points or something like that. 15 rebounds and, well, hopefully more blocks a game. He was a, it drives me nuts how good of a defender Carl was in college and how you're not seeing it in the NBA at this moment. But uh, Keita Bates' job, capable of playing defense and capable of being kind of an overall type of player. Six foot seven, two thirty-five. He looks thinner than he is, basically. Um, very cool, though. Uh, he could be in the NBA for a long time, hopefully. Uh, he could play even uh, a small ball. He could be the center. He could be a power forward, stretch forward here and there. Stretch four, pardon me. He can hit some threes. He's not spectacular from downtown, but he can do it. Kind of an overall piece. I think he'll be a piece. Like He's not going to stand out. He's not going to be spectacular or anything, but he'll rebound the basketball. Um, he'll have an overall kind of a game, and I'm happy to have him at the end of the day. can shoot off the dribble, all that, high release, so he'll be tougher to block, this and that. <sighs> yeah, um, it's really, again, it's, it's, it's an effort thing sometimes with some of these young guys, and of course, that was something with this one. People were, were wondering a little bit consistency here and there defensively, consistency, this and that, and I don't know, that just sounds like the Timberwolves right there, but hopefully <laughs> Kata-based job can focus and lock in. He sounds like a pretty intelligent guy, sounds like a professional person when he talks. I, I like the way he talks. Josh Okoge sounds extremely exciting and filled with energy, and I think he's got a wonderful future for this team. So, nice draft. Nice draft. Nice to have job fall to the Timberwolves, and it's nice to feel satisfied with the draft. It, it does. I feel satisfied with this draft. I'm not like... 
Oh, I, I don't feel that at all this year. I don't feel the Wolves screwed up. Uh, so, good draft. Um, fill the needs. You, you added wings. You got a forward who can play. He's not going to be a shooting guard, obviously. But in the small ball lineup, which Tom Thibodeau has been talking about, he's going to be more into the small ball. And, well, with a guy like Derrick Rose on the roster playing shooting guard, that sounds like small ball to me. And that's the other thing with uh, Derrick Rose, obviously. He played with Tyus Jones extensively. In fact, most of the time he played out there, he was playing with Tyus Jones. So Derrick Rose will not, I repeat, will not affect Tyus Jones' minutes, and nor will any, anybody else at the moment. Obviously, Tolliver's not going to. Tolliver and Jop will probably vie for minutes. I'm guessing Kata Bates Jop will start off the season with a lot of DNPs. And hopefully over the course of time, Kata Bates Jop will get some minutes. And he'll crack the rotation, at least a nine, nine-man rotation, if, it, if it's humanly possible, with a guy by the name of Tom Thibodeau as your head coach. If there is such thing as a nine-man rotation with Tom Thibodeau. Or if you're part of the nine-man, well, you played two minutes when the team was up by 20, down by 20, or two minutes at the end of the half just for the hell of it, or two minutes in the, you get the idea, like with like five minutes remaining in the second quarter, and then, oh, pull him again right away because he fouled somebody. Oh, that son of a gun fouled somebody. Get him out of here, man. But uh, Kata Bates' job does bring an an overall game. Just he can rebound, he can score, obviously solid, solid, versatile type of a player. He can hit some threes, about almost two a game. Good ball handler and all that, too. So, very cool. Very cool. I'm intrigued by the move, this and that. But, again, I don't expect him to get a ton of minutes early on, even though he's more NBA-ready than probably Josh Okogi. But Okogi's athleticism and his... <sighs> he's, he's got a chance to be pretty dynamic in this league multifaceted. So that's what I'm excited about, Josh Okoge. I'm glowing about that pick. Absolutely glowing about it. Could be uh, could be a pretty nice player that will play in the NBA for many years and be a well-coveted player like Andre Iguodala has been for a long time. Like, oh my God, you just signed Andre Iguodala. Wow. Yeah, like that. So that's where I'm excited and uh, very intrigued at the end of the day. So with that, we'll take a break and come back and do some fan interaction right after this. We'll hear what you guys have to say about this draft and other stuff going on with the Timberwolves. Let's get back to some Timberwolves conversation, fan interaction. All right, all right, we all have places to go. Just kidding. That's the George Washington Geico commercial, but yeah, I love that one. (laughs) We all have places to go, right? Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys very much. Vince Germano, Tene Brown, and Levi Brown for retweeting the most recent show back at the end of June there. Episode 232, State of the Timberwolves 2018. Well, this one's the Draft and Free Agency 2018 episode. And, of course, the Butler Effect with myself and Vinrock, Vince Germano, who was spectacular in segment number one. Thank you guys so much for the retweet there. It really helps. It does. And I cannot thank you enough for doing so. Josh Okogi has been tweeting a bit. Josh Okogi. I'm clicking on the wrong person, but we'll just move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tanae Brown. This was interesting. 
Yep, this was a conversation they even brought up on the Courtside just recently. Courtside Podcast, of course, iTunes, and Podbean. So that shout-out is very much in there. Oh, yes. Before I get to the Facebook page, well, I'm going to give a shout-out to Flip's Army really quick. Flip's Army. Do recommend that one. In-game threads, off-season conversation, and just general Timberwolves conversation. Great Facebook page. Flip's Army. Thank you, Trevor Wickeren, for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Thanks again for the conversation, indeed. Uh, Tene Brown. And, of course, thesportstuff.com. For those of you wondering, I think it's kind of down right now, and I'm guessing I'm just going to be... Uh, it's just going to be an iTunes-based show for the, for now. iTunes, Stitcher, Double Twist. It's just going to be uploaded, and there's not going to be a website. I don't think there was a whole lot going on with the website anymore the last two or three years anyway, which most of you may have noticed. So we'll just have to wait and see uh, how that pans out. But I may wind up on a different page probably with the... Well, I'll leave that alone. Very. Uh, let's just say maybe Australia-based uh, somehow, some way. But I'm just kind of... I shouldn't even be saying that, but <laughs> maybe. Somehow, some way. <laughs> or I'll just go this way for now. Enough, Joey. At Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion. Tanae Brown says, Not so sure about the Rose signing now. Basketball is obviously a confidence game. Obviously, Rose isn't the player he once was, but he had moments at the end of last season where he showed flashes of his former self. Thoughts to Levi, Vinrock, and myself. Vinrock, Vince Germano, of course. This was also mentioned again on the Courtside Podcast. Uh, Hoop, Hooping Central. Hooping Central says, Derek Rose recently saw a fan outside near, outside near a physical therapy facility. The fan reportedly told D. Rose, you're the man. Rose responded, nah, man, I wish. Not anymore. I wish with a broken heart look. But I don't think Rose put the broken heart. He was just talking. Um, uh, and uh, basically, Hank McCoy, or Wayne Hunt actually said, that that's probably pure unadulterated BS. It's just made up. I I don't know. It, it is what it is. If he said it, he said it. I'm not that worried if D Rose is. Uh, I'm not that worried if D Rose said that. It doesn't really make me feel less of him. Maybe he's just kind of humble. He's not really. He's not full of himself like a certain Butler effect player or anything. Maybe that's all it is. I don't know. Um, he was full of himself before, though. I think. And again, also, again, he is collecting, when I was talking about it's okay if he takes the NBA minimum, again, who am I to say that? But yeah, he's collecting, so it's $15 million a year as long as he's still playing uh, from Adidas. I was saying Nike, but it was Adidas. So at the end of the day, though, he signed a massive contract worth about $250 million with that company as long as he's playing in the NBA. So if he was not on an NBA team at all, He's not going to get that money because there's no NBA player to represent those shoes. So that's the story there. Uh, Adidas, though, that's a, you know, I think right now they're taking an L, as the millennials would say. They're taking an L. I don't like to use millennial phrases very much. The only one I like, even though if it counts as millennial, is throwing shade. I like throwing shade, and I like, I like throwing shade, and I also like saying throwing shade. So if that's even a millennial thing, I like that. So there's the only millennial side of Paladino Joey right there. Now that I've said that word about 50,000 times, Marty Grimble chimes into our conversation and he says he's good value, him being Derek Rose, good value for the min, uh, for the minimum. He knows he's not the same athlete anymore, but just giving him Crawford minutes is going to be a big plus. I agree 100%, Marty, if you happen to be listening to this uh, episode. I'm not sure if he is or isn't, but I agree 100% with what was mentioned. Apparently he's following, so there's a, there's a chance. And I love this uh, sign, and I agree with it. I went to his, uh, Marty Grimble's uh, Twitter. Warning, whole bleeping city. Of course, the whole F word is in there. Under construction. I agree. And that would, uh, it is, the whole bleeping city is under construction, and I hate it. 
I hate it. It's winter and construction season in Minnesota. It's construction season again. So, Vince Germano says, it's sad, bro, but hopefully he realizes he's still a good NBA player. And I think he does because he, he played with confidence when he was out there. It didn't look like he's like, no, no, no. He looked like he wanted to really get out there playing. And I even wrote, get stuff, Jimmy Butler, get out of here. And I was retweeted. Oh, Pumpa. Whoopsies, I didn't even respond. I apologize. Done with him, mate? And it's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I kind of am because he wants to... Uh, he, uh, so Pumba, if you're listening, yeah, I'm done with him because of, well, well, the first segment, all the stuff he's saying and all that, he's, Butler, to be frank, is being a dick. He's being a dick, and it's okay to be, sometimes it's okay to be a dick with your teammates saying, get your head out of your ass, even punch him in the face like Michael Jordan used to do. That might be going a bit overboard, but <laughs> you know what? I like old school. I like somebody getting mad and saying, hey, stop screwing around and like play the bleeping game, play some bleeping defense, set a hard pick once in a while rather than just setting a hard pick on me in practice, set a hard pick in the effing game. That's what Michael told uh, Will Purdue years ago, beat him in the face about two or three times with his fists. Why don't you do that in the effing game? Of course, he didn't say effing, he said the whole thing. Get the idea. Duh. Um, so, that's kind of the story. Um, I get that part. But to just come out and say, oh, I'm not, you know, he's probably not going to sign an extension and I'm fed up with this team already and blah, blah, blah. But we'll see. We'll just let that play out. So I guess that's it for Twitter, unfortunately. Hmm. Very intriguing. Yes. Yes. It's always interesting to see people uh, responding and such. So we'll end up with end the Twitter conversation there. Off to Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion is your Twitter. There's your Facebook page. It looks like Twitter because of the at Timberwolves Explosion. You can look that up also on Facebook, but which, whichever works for you. Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, where was the last show? <laughs> Tom Thibodeau throwing shade. I love that one. I had to throw. I had to write that on there. And guess Cole Aldrich just waved. There's the last show. And I was saying Tom Thibodeau's contribution last season, throwing shade on the Timberwolves. Fred Mitham says, Minnesota Tim, uh, Thibber Bulls. That's even better. Thibber Bulls, that's good. He continues saying, Hey, at least I've expanded my NBA appreciation to two more teams to enjoy. The Jazz with Donovan Mitchell. Wow, yeah, I like that. And the Bulls, what could have been? Oh, no. Don't go there. Not not the Bulls, man. Come on now. That's the That's the... That's the other Timberwolves. It's the it's the Bullwolves. Okay, that sounds stupid. I'm gonna have to leave that alone though. Um, <laughs> my other teams, well, Boston Celtics. I'm I'm a Minnesota fan first, a Boston fan second. So I like all the Boston teams. The Bruins, the Patriots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said the Patriots. If you don't like the Patriots, get stuffed. I like the Patriots, so get stuffed if you don't like them. Uh, what's the other one? Red Sox. Hell yes, of course. Screw the Yankees, man. Screw the Yankees. That's another reason I hate the Warriors, because they're trying to be the Yankees now. Screw that crap. Let's go Red Sox. Of course, the Red Sox are almost as bad as the Yankees with signing everybody, but not quite. Nobody's as bad as the Yankees. Uh, I was saying it does make you branch elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. Back in the early 90s, I liked the Hawks and the Sonics. God, yes. I really did. Oh, I got sick of the Sonics the once Sean Kemp turned into Sean Hemp. Or, yeah, Sean Hemp, or much more than Hemp. Hemp is probably much lighter than some of the other stuff he was doing. <sighs> yeah, and he put on a couple hundred pounds. But that's another story. Fred Mithen says, Welp, 
Looks like I can add the Bucks to my list of teams to watch. Yeah, I like the Bucks too. I've kind of always had a soft spot for that team. There's only one Wisconsin team I hate. Well, two. The Packers and the Badgers. I hate the Packers and the Badgers. Oh, my God. But I like the Brewers. I've always liked them. You know, the Twins haven't been in the same division as the Milwaukee Brewers for 20 years now, I think. No, we've never even been in the same division. They were in the AL East. Oh, God, I loved the Brewers back in those days. The old MB hat, Paul Molitor, Robin Yon, BJ Surhoff. Oh, God, I love that team. Oh, uh, what were the other names? Uh, Jamie Navarro, I believe. Oh, man, I love that team. Mm. Mm. They were good. They were good. And you go even further back to 1982 when a lot of those guys were still on the team, but just much younger. Paul Molitor. Oh, I love that team. <laughs> Paul Molitor is a pretty familiar name around here. Just maybe. Uh, let's continue. He was talking about the Bucks. Seriously, if Towns disappears in the playoffs again, I may be done with this team altogether. I don't blame you. I'm sick of guys disappearing. You know, I, I really am. Uh, Fred continues with this thread saying maybe Grayson Allen would make things interesting, and apparently he didn't. He's going to Utah. So he's making things interesting with the Jazz anyway. That's your other team, kind of. Fred Mithen says, Josh, who? Oh, well, the draft is probably really hard for Tibbs since none of these kids ever played for him in Chicago, and that's pretty funny. That's a good one. Good one, Fred. Thank you for the contribution there. That was that was fun. <laughs> I like that. Good conversation. And you got me going with Wisconsin there. I hate the Badgers. Everything Badgers. Freaking basketball. Oh, their fan base is just a bunch of, oh, filling in Australian insults. Just, oh, I can't stand them. Oh, bunch of flogs. Bunch of wankers. I don't even know what, you know, I can't stand them. Oh, my God. They never stop. Every little thing. And the Packer fans are the same way. Every little bounce of the ball, it just happens to go their way. And then, ah! but enough about Warriors fans. Levi Brown says, what's the report on him? This is about Josh Okogio saying, Josh Okogio, your thoughts. What's the report on him? I don't follow the draft players very closely. Shame on you. No, I'm kidding. I was saying I mentioned him a bit, you know, intriguing, very athletic and all that, like I talked about in segment number two. But yeah, um... I like him. I'm enjoying that pick. I do. Um, Levi Brown says, I do remember that, but didn't remember the names. And yeah, he, he remembers me talking about Josh Okogi. I call him Okogi on that show. And um, Dante DiVincenzo. Okay, Dante DiVincenzo. You know what the problem was there? And I was going to do an addendum and errata to that earlier. Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo. You know, I heard that during the the NCAA tournament. My mind blanked, and you know when I, you know how I did my research at nighttime when my wife was sleeping. You know what that means? I turned the sound off partially because I hate all that damn hip hop music. I don't want to hear it. You can, every one of you can love hip hop until the cows come home. You can love hip hop until your ears turn blue. I hate it. So that's the other reason I turned the sound off. It would have been a quick reminder, and that was that was my bad. That's where I dropped the ball. I thought I knew how to pronounce it, and I didn't pronounce it right. Dante DiVincenzo, and he went to the Milwaukee Bucks. So congratulations, Milwaukee, again, getting a solid player. Kyle Fisher says, would be fantastic if he became our sixth man in a perfect world. Jop could make the team, too. It's all a matter or th- of Thibs playing these guys, though. These two and Patton should get some great time, and I hope they do. And Patton is the other one. that is He's an invisible. He's a Bigfoot. Timberwolves wave Cole Aldrich. Vince Germano was asking if I'm okay. I think I'm okay, Vince. <laughs> I even talked about it on the previous show. The the I was saying he's yeah, no disrespect, Cole, but I think it's uh, 
you know, for $7 million, I don't think there's any chance to keep him. God bless him. He's a really good guy, and it's just all there is to it. Dan Joe May making his return to Timberwolves Explosion. Great to have you back, Dan. He said he should come and play in Australia for for a big in the NBA. He's okay, but here he would dominate. That If, if I was him and I didn't get uh, much of a contract offer, man, wouldn't that be great to go to Australia? Come over. Come over, Aldrich. <laughs> Lamarcus, no, not Lamarcus. Cole Aldrich, come on over. Vince Germano said that's an insult to our league. Wow, wow. Dan May says why. Vince Germano says Aldrich is shit, basically, by showing that. He's poo. LOL, he'd dominate in New Zealand, though. Oh, my. That's, that's, that's throwing some shade. Wow. There you are throwing some shade there. Wow. <laughs> he'd dominate in New Zealand, though. Am I right, Janae? Tanae responds with, he'd average a quadruple-double in New Zealand. Oh, my God, you guys are funny. <laughs> oh, zing. Oh, Vince throwing a little shade towards New Zealand. That is funny. Derek Rose agrees to two-year, one, two-year, to one, two, one-year deal with the Timberwolves. Vince Romano says, nice. Tanae Brown says, the way he finished last season, this is a steal. Yeah, it is for $2.3 million, which is the minimum now, because in the NBA, yeah, <laughs> the minimum's a little higher than other sports. In, in hockey, you're going to get, I think, the lowest you can make in hockey is like 440000 which, yeah, that's not chump change to us, but to them it is. Uh, and then if you're really unlucky, you get sent out of the AHL and you have a two-way contract, meaning, you know, the 440000 is not 440000 in the AHL. It's... Maybe a hundred thousand, which still I could I could handle that. I could handle playing hockey and making a hundred grand a year, but um, maybe those guys can't because it's tough on there. But yeah, that's what they call a two-way contract. Um, but of course, if it's a one-way, then you're getting the four hundred thousand anyway. Now, of course, welcome to Brave the Wild. You might as well check that show out since I mentioned it accidentally there. <laughs> Brave the Wild podcast, Minnesota Wild conversation. Um, yeah, where obviously the two point three million will happen. It'll go to Derrick Rose no matter what. It's guaranteed for sure. I don't think it's an unguaranteed contract. Who's this Tolliver guy? Yep, number forty-three there, and that was a little bit lower than his three-point percentage last year, which is pretty exciting. Just like last time LeBron left Cleveland, Anthony Tolliver makes his decision coming to Minnesota again. Ali Sidikai says, "I like this move. Like this hustle off the bench. Last time he was here, his shooting will help too, and his shooting will help a lot. It was below average when he was here, but then." It picked up over the course of time, of course, elsewhere. I was saying there's some douchery going on right now in our own backyard. Is anyone surprised? This is, of course, the whole butler and all that crap. Um, I also was saying the seal stibs fade. He has no chance, and I mean no chance of returning after next season. I don't think he will either. I think he's going to get fired. I do. I think things are not going to get better, and he's going to get fired. And I hate, I hate throwing shade on the Timberwolves' future. I'm probably not even using that phrase correctly. Throwing shade is making a side comment, but I hate to uh, put a dark cloud on the Timberwolves' future here. But, well, barring some type of incredible miracle happening, it doesn't look good, folks. Let's be honest. It don't look good. The doctor's the doctor's report isn't good, so you just have to hope and pray things can get better. Uh, suffice to say, I'm enraged. Vatsalas, oh my gosh. Vatsala. Singh says, good riddance. He and Thibs can leave. No one is going to stop them. Levi Brown wraps it up saying, hard to know what's true and what's not, but certainly it doesn't look good. Glad my second team got some good news with the point guard resigning. And I'm definitely 
believing that would be Derrick Rose. And, of course, uh, I'm pretty sure Levi's uh, first team is the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, and that's perfectly fine. I think we might have beat them in the per- in the uh, playoffs, but that's okay. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I'm glad they're getting rid of that, that flog, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, Carmelo Anthony's the next Latrell Sprewell, and it's not because he's got a family to feed. It's because nobody's going to resign him, I don't think. Uh, you know, okay, maybe he'll go to the Lakers or the Warriors. Woohoo! Good for him. Good for him. But at least he's, yeah. All he really did here is he just wanted the money. That's all it was. Okay, you're going to buy out in part ways, but you're giving me that bleeping money first. You're giving me that money first. I'm not going to opt out and get nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to opt out and go take a minimum salary with Golden State or L.A. I'm going to opt out. I'm going to opt out over my dead body. You're giving me every penny, or at least you're going to give me something with the buyout. You're going to give me most of it, and then I'll leave. Nah, 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 because I really need the money, boy. Oh, that's just so Carmelo Anthony. Ah, just son of a, what a flog. Okay, not even a flog, just something else, something worse. What a SOB, you know, I mean, seriously. Uh, There's certain players in this league, Allen Iverson, you know, I never liked that guy. I never did, never. (laughs) Go ahead and go ahead and beat me up for that, too. I don't care. I just never liked him. I thought he was about himself more than his team or anything else. Carmelo Anthony, about himself. Westbrook, is, is Westbrook about his team? Russell Westbrook? I doubt it. But then again, there I go. Now today's now uh, Levi's gonna hate me. Oh, oh yeah, Levi is gonna hate me. That was a bad mix. I don't know. I'm glad they're getting rid of Carmelo. Maybe they can uh, get something better at the end of the day. I bet OKC is like, oh, good riddance. Hell yes, and good good on them for that. So I better shut up and wrap this up. This is dragging long now, and I apologize for that. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about this show. This was longer because of the Butler effect. This show would have maybe been an hour, maybe, but the Butler effect made it longer. We had a lot to talk about, me and Vince Germano. And when we get talking, we get talking. That's just how we are. We love the game and we bounce around. And uh, there's even a small possibility. One of these days, I'm going to bring in an old school Timberwolf. I need to at least have some kind of history type show. Just for the hell of it. You know, because it's not like this offseason is going to be filled with one thing after another. So I need to have some kind of an old school show. talking, even, Even if it's just talking about Doug West, Michael Williams, guys like that. Or having them on at some point. If I'm super lucky. So maybe that day will come. The mystery of Doug West. We will get into that at some point someday. The mystery of Doug West. (sighs) So with that, take care. Please again tell your friends about the show. There's the audio submission route. Right now I'm not going to give out the phone line because I don't know if it exists anymore. Let's just go to the audio submission route. It might still exist, but I'm not going to take my chances. Use any... uh, Free recording application on your smart device. Treat it like a phone call. Mention your call. Well, yeah, you don't need to mention anything. Just treat it like a phone call. I'm so used to saying mention you're going in for Timberwolves Explosion because of that phone number. But no, just uh, keep it to about five minutes or less. And then send it to, save it and send it to Live at yahoo.com. Live at yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description, including the Facebook page, the Twitter account, and that email address. And then I will convert it into an MP3 file. Thank you to zumzar.com and converto.com. I want to thank those websites for providing that service. Very, very appreciated. It helps me, helps me do a show, so I can easily give them a free plug for that. Thanks again, and God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Stay warm if you're, or stay warm if you're in Australia. Obviously, much colder there. Six degrees Celsius over there at this moment, according to Vince Germano. And here in the Twin Cities, it's been bouncing around the 80s and 90s and humid and not humid. Hopefully, it stays not humid, but uh, we'll just let that happen as is. 
We'll talk to you soon, and hope for the best. Hopefully good news is better than bad news, eh?